Hello, and welcome to the fourth edition of iTech, Therefore I Tool Around, the podcast. You're with your standard host, Matt Brender, and Sean Tuline. Uh, today we are joined by two V-specialists, Jace McCarty and David Robertson, both of which are working on EMC's V-Labs, which will be front and center at EMC World this year. So Sean, tell us a bit about EMC World to start. What are, what are we talking about here? Well, just like last year, uh, it's going to be in Vegas again at the uh, Venetian. Uh, hopefully you have your room booked now because the entire hotel is booked solid. And it is, for those that are totally unfamiliar but still somehow listening to our podcast, uh, the big event of EMC, expecting fifteen to 20,000 people, uh, a lot of external folks, and then a select few of internal, including the four of us, thankfully. So some of the cool activities that they're up to. Number one is V-Labs. Dave, do you want to go into what the V-Labs are and what you're doing with them? Sure. So the, really this started off last year um, where we had this virtual lab concept where we, instead of bringing a bunch of hardware, we end up doing a lot of things cloud-based. So with our data center in Durham, North Carolina, we're actually serving up the content over obviously a, a high bandwidth connection into the Venetian. Nice. And we had 200 seats last year and we're doing 200 seats again this year, all dynamically provisioned. So you could do basically any lab at any seat in the entire lab, um, all driven through, through some custom software and also um, with some software from our friends at VMware. So with all their help, we're uh, putting about 25 labs together of different all across all the different business units within uh, EMC. That's excellent. So it was a huge success last year, and you guys are bringing it back. Um, what do you have? I mean, what are just a quick note of a, a few of the big ones? Well, the big one for me personally, of course, is the VMAX, since that's my baby that I debuted at uh, VMworld with some help from uh, a couple developers internally. But you know, to be honest, last year the, the popular ones that will be back are, of course, the VSI, the Virtual Storage Integrator, yeah. um, VNX, Isilon, which was a huge hit last year. Of course, after the acquisition, was uh, proved to be a very popular lab. Yeah. Uh, Vplex, uh, and then we you know we really have literally something from every product line. So BRS, uh, the Avamore Data Domain, they have some pretty awesome labs where they're embedding Hyper-V inside virtual inside VMware and then backing it up. Uh, SAP, SharePoint, so there's really some neat stuff there. Um, RSA folks have some stuff for Archer and, and Envision, so VNXE, all the platforms, I could go on and on, but um, basically about 25 to 30 labs um, for all, spanning all of our products uh, across all the BUs. So. Nice. That's, that's absolutely great. And I mean, are we having a, a bigger number of labs this year than last year? I know we had almost 20 last year, I believe. What do we have for a, a total this year? Yeah, it should be in the in the, in the 25 to 30 range. Um, there will be a few physical labs for some things that we can't, just can't virtualize, um, but those are kind of corner cases. But we'll, virtually, we're going to have about 26 that will be all basically on, built on virtual appliances that are that are running back in, uh, in Durham, North Carolina. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, Jace, you're actually in charge of the V-Labs this year. Well, actually, I'm, I'm the proctor manager, so it's uh, going to be my responsibility to make sure that uh, we get everybody moving through the labs fairly quickly and uh, you know, making sure that, that people get to, get to their labs and have the appropriate amount of time to work their labs and, and pretty much take as many labs as, the, as they want over the course of, of EMC World. Nice. Uh, a couple of notes. Uh, <clears throat> when did, like, what are the hours of operation and like, what would you estimate like, is the average time people spend at a lab? Uh, I think we're we're still finalizing the hours of operation. Gotcha. But um, uh, they will be going through through Thursday. I forget what time they're going to end on Thursday. Nice. But but um, uh, 
pretty wide or wide open time frames as far as when people can come in and take them. Um, and in, con in conjunction with that, that a typical lab is going to take anywhere from 30 minutes to 60 minutes. And we may have some, you know, little special nuggets in some of the labs where if you wanted to, you could go another 30 minutes or an hour or something like that. If, if you wanted to go a little bit deeper in the labs. That's great. Yeah. I remember last year I, I pulled up the VSI one and just had a great time. As soon as you provision it, you have dual monitors, you've got what you were going to be following as a, a very detailed and, and funny script in a lot of ways. Like you guys put a lot of character into it to your right. And then on your left, you have what feels like a totally legit environment. You have a, a vCenter server set up and you've got uh, at least a few VMs spun up already. You have the opportunity to spin up others in real time and, and all the UIs you'd want to touch uh, that are appropriate for a given lab. So it was really a great experience, and I think I ran through three last year in a few hours, um, going back and forth in the line. It's totally worth it. Great experience. You only did three? Yeah, I know. I had other things <laughs> I had to do too. Why? <laughs> I know there's, there's a lot of lab. I mean, you know, with over 20 labs that we're expecting to have this year, three's not really. You know, I mean, you need to step up your game a little bit. I'm not impressing you. Don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I know that we we kind of put you to work. You know, you were helping us out a little bit with the labs <laughs> Just and. A little. and we really appreciated you stepping up, uh, you know, to do that. But um, I mean, like, like there was a guy that, <clears throat> I mean, this guy was like a like a, a machine that just <laughs> kept coming back, kept coming back, kept coming back. He did every lab. I think he did a couple labs a couple times, and I think about two months later, we ended up hiring the guy. The guy's name's Jason Ventresco. And, uh, yeah, he now works for us. He's, a, I think, a solutions architect or something like that and just very enthusiastic about about EMC and, you know, we're there glad to have go. him on board. V-Lab's proving people's uh, business opportunity and getting a job out of it. That's that's awesome. I mean, really, the, the point that we try to, to drive home is, is with customers, you know, they prefer to see it and use it rather than have one of us just talk about it, right? And, yeah. and So this is a powerful tool that obviously we use in front of customers. We want to encourage people to, to try it. Don't just take my word for it that it's awesome, that I love it. Of course, I'm, I'm, A, I'm paid to say that, but I do believe it. <laughs> but I would rather you have that judgment for yourself, and I think that's why we really you know enjoy doing this because we can watch, as you know, the experience last year was you watch customers really get it. Like yeah. you, you really walked through the environment and people go, that's how that's done. I heard it used to be like this. And now it's really, you know, as a company, we've changed our products over the years, especially things like Symmetrics, which used to be very difficult to manage. Sure. So I think it really helps broaden people's, you know, horizons and, and gives them a, a better perspective as, as far as the effort that we have, as a company have made to make our products easier to use. And I think that the V-Labs just help drive that home. Obviously, when you can touch it and feel it, it's a much more tangible you know, thing rather than hearing someone just give a PowerPoint or talking about it. Yeah, I'm really happy when I see people see ProSphere for the first time because it is just a beautiful interface that makes it simple to manage a rather complex and robust infrastructure. And then the Unispheres that we've come out with for VNX and VNXE, VNXE especially, is just so simple and straightforward and really just guides you through the process. I, I love that moment when you see a customer see that for the first time. Well, the thing I like, and of course, like, like David is kind of... Um you know, he has a little affinity for V, you know, for the VMAX stuff, for the symmetrics, and and I kind of have an affinity for the Isilon stuff. Uh, <laughs> the thing that I really like is is, um, you know, when when customers can come in and you know they may already have EMC infrastructure, they may not have EMC infrastructure, but uh, I mean, the other day I was speaking with a customer um, about about Isilon. They had some questions, and they had an upcoming briefing with with EMC about it. They didn't really know a lot about it, and huh. and. Uh, uh, 
in, in speaking with them, you know, I kind of gave them a little, a little bit of an overhead and, and what to expect from the briefing that they were going to get and what to look for and what questions to ask that were relevant to their environment and that type yeah. of thing. And, uh, you know, you do that in conjunction with, with actually being able to run a lab and, and test drive it, spin it up, play with it, that type of thing, with, without having anybody looking over your shoulder, without having a, you know, a pre-sales guy or, or you know, a TC or a sales guy right over your shoulder saying, oh, no, go look at this. Okay, go look at this. Go look at this. And, you know, the fact that you can, you know, in an, in an you know, um, an, an un what's what, a self-paced <laughs> unscripted you know non-bothered you know I mean just you yourself can get in and and kick the tires yeah and play with it without having to worry about well let me show you this let me show you yeah. this let me show you this you know, that's we, a beautiful thing yeah, I mean absolutely. that shows that we have faith in our own products too the fact that we don't need to babysit you while you're watching it we want you to explore yeah right. absolutely but with that same sense we don't want to think that you're just sitting there and being disconnected there's going to be V specialists all over the place. All you got to do is just raise your hand if something's not working right. You got a question mm -hmm. uh, or anything. They will. They're there to help you. Yeah. The last I heard, we were going to have about a hundred people staffing it um, between between the two league. to one so, ratio. So we're looking at running two or three shifts. I think so. You're going to have you know probably 25 people on the floor, 25 to 50 people um, monitoring all 200 labs. So for sure, you know yeah, there, you and always and have be, somebody I'll nearby. Be monitoring all of them. <laughs> <laughs> the meta monitor. Jace yeah. McCarty, oh, no H. Well, that's that's great. Um, <laughs> moving on, we've also got some other big announcements uh, regarding social media uh, that we're going to be launching at or very close to EMC World. And Matt, I know you just started your new job in that department, so why don't you fill us in? So yeah, Sean, I recently joined the social media marketing team under Brace Reynolds. Um, a really great division, and they're all together. We're rolling out a lot of things at EMC World. One of the interesting things you'll see on the show floor for the first time is something called the Buzz Area, and it is designed to be extemporaneous, hands-off speeches. You're just you go up there, you have half an hour, and you're talking to customers directly. Uh, there's no scripts, there's no powerpoints, there's none of that stuff. Just a few microphones around and a lot of space for people to come and crowd and ask you good questions. Um, I honestly was a little skeptical about it at first. It's based off the TED Talks, and I didn't know how it would work at EMC World. But every single one of our keynote speakers wanted a buzz session right after their keynote because their, their keynote is so scripted. They have a lot of information to give you, but then they want feedback. And it really tells how great our management is that they want to come down to that area and they want to interact with people directly, make sure that they're getting feedback directly from the show floor. Uh, another fun thing about buzz talks is that um, there is hours for non-bigwigs. I mean, there's two sessions set up for V-Specialists that they're going to give. I'm not sure if you guys are involved with it, but there's a, a big crowd of V-Specialists coming down, I think, Wednesday afternoon. The schedule will, will be out there. But they're doing um, a talk about some of the lessons learned from virtual environments, and then they're just going to go out into the crowd and talk to people about whatever's on their mind. Uh, it's a really nice approach to things. Uh, and I'm going to be doing one with my coworker Tyler on Project Ramp, which is what we're rolling out before EMC World, and it's a new system integrated into the ECN. Ramp stands for Recognition Awards and Motivation Program, and it basically it means that we're integrating the ECN leveling uh, dynamic with Badgeville, which is a gamification platform, and changing the way you get rewards uh, in our system. Yeah, no, this was great. I know that you had uh, pinged me to, you know, test it out and 
you know, just in the week that I've been playing with it here, you know, I've unlocked at least eight badges. And, you know, they're all for all different kinds of things on ECN at first. And my understanding is that you're going to be rolling this out uh, bigger than ECN? Absolutely, yeah. So at GA by EMC World, where it's integrated with ECN, and then Q3, we're integrating with EMC One. So there's two main points of it. We're trying to find those key contributors external to us in the community who have common interests and to link them together in interesting ways. Uh, the other big part that's close to my heart is recognizing people that are working very hard inside EMC and being able to identify their social standing as part of what they're adding as value to EMC as an organization. That's why I joined this team and that's why we're going towards EMC One next. I want people to feel rewarded for their activity and recognized because there's a clear end-to-end uh, -end so, value So this, this. is kind of like the, the way badges are with uh, like the VMware Community Network where people have like different rankings of king and guru and master and... Yeah, so that... Is it kind of like that? Or? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that's a, a framework for it. I think those uh, king and guru, uh, we used to have champion and virtuoso yeah. and thunder yeah, yeah. god or something like that. Uh, it was all very abstract and confusing. Uh, so we're going with a, a metric that people can get behind and based off a lot of user feedback and some brainstorming with Sean, uh, we came up with the idea of do doing the data points and having historical notes along the way as you achieve levels that are interesting. So we're starting out, everyone starts out as one bit of data and you grow to bytes and then kilobytes and then megabytes and then gigabytes over time. And as you level up through these, I've, it's been my job to go and find interesting data points to, and then link people to them in the notifications that pop up and kind of just make it a fun user experience where you're getting a bit of a history lesson on our geeky tech reminiscence stuff that, you know, mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. is stuff you live through and totally ancient to me. <laughs> I'm waiting for the badge that says that I qualify to be a Nintendo Entertainment System from the 1980s. Oh, that's funny. Stop reading my documentation. Yeah. <laughs> Commodore 64? Yeah. So all of those kind of uh, fun facts. I've been trying to get in there, and I can't wait to get to the point where, you know, I start talking about when EMC released their first RAM chips um, when we were producing that stuff in the 80s. I uh, put that in there so that you can start to learn a bit more about EMC as you progress through this. But the more interesting part is how we take that information, like how you rank amongst the community, and how we reward you in the real world. We've actually got already $15,000 in real world rewards for people who do some oh, wow. of these activities in our, our virtual system. And that's only gonna grow. There's actually a huge market for this type of uh, sponsorship, especially moving forward towards future events on the EMC forums and EMC World 2013. Speaking of events, is there gonna be a badge for attending EMC World? There is something related to attending EMC World, there's a mission. And that mission is really fascinating because it has to do with importing, oh, shut your noise, uh, with <laughs> importing scanner data, uh, scan data from your badges. You know how we all have those badges that you go and uh, get scanned and then get emailed like crazy later? Uh, right. Well, there's actually gonna be a, a benefit to you directly inside the game for going and getting scanned at all of these different booths. And that'll add up to a mission that will result in putting you into a raffle for up to $1,000 in rewards. Wow. Uh, and online, you'll also see a badge for completing that. It's transform your future uh, to go with the theme of EMC World this year. So it's cool stuff. I'm really excited to be part of that activity. Uh, but there's plenty of other things to talk about at EMC World. What are you going to be up to there, Sean? Tell us uh, a bit about that. 
So yeah, so myself along with uh, Mark Brown and a couple of other people are going to be representing the Ask the Expert program at EMC World. Uh, we plan to have a live Q&A and we also plan to have uh, ourselves kind of go around and ask people what they're thinking of the show and live blogging and tweeting, um, you know, what they thought of sessions, what they thought of the buzz talks, keynotes. Um, we're trying to get, you know, a lot of good feedback going. And at the same time, we want to be um, offering anyone who wants to participate through ECN uh, the chance to kind of live vicariously through us uh, through the show there. Um, you know, we'll be checking for questions and answering, um, you know, anything that people might have uh, in regards to the show. Yeah, I heard a little about this. It seemed pretty interesting that Mark wanted you to take it as a sort of reporter aspect, like go into different sessions, hear what people are talking about, see the stuff that you're interested in, and then go post it on ECN so that those that aren't there physically can participate in it virtually in a, in a more intimate and direct manner with you guys. I like it. Yeah, I expect to interview customers and coworkers and pretty much anything there. You know, maybe we'll even get some time, uh, some FaceTime with uh, the person inside the VNX costume. Fair enough. All right, what's happening with Chad's World this year? That's a good question. Does anybody know? I think it's a pretty big secret. I know. I know. I haven't been looped in on it. Um, last year, you know, I was a part of putting the Isilon nodes in the rack when Fred Nix infamously cut his finger and bled down the front of it, so his DNA was literally on on Chad's world. Um, well, he was on the stage for Chad's world, anyways, because I remember he got a he got a face full of fire extinguisher in front of everyone, and yeah. that was definitely after we were all several beers in. He wasn't. That was not scripted, by the way. Um, that was what? definitely an ad lib, like just kind of happened. Absolutely, it was really? all by accident. Well, to be to be quite honest, guys, the, the way Chad's World Live went down last year, and Chad will tell you this himself, we did a dry run an hour before, and none of the demos worked, not one of them, and and, and literally it was fly by the seat of your pants. We we worked really hard on it. And we end up all pulling it off, but you know it's 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 kind of organized chaos, right? Which kind of makes it fun, and it makes it fun for the audience because you guys know hopefully that that anything can happen, like Fred getting sprayed with a fire extinguisher. So I don't know what they have planned this year. To be quite honest, I know it'll be pretty awesome. I'm sure there'll be more beer. Yeah. Um, and it's right before uh, Maroon Five, so I think everyone will get pre inebriated before the concert so hopefully it'll be a lot of fun and perfect and hopefully maybe jason and i will get loped uh, you know looped into it somehow and we'll kind yeah, of see how it goes yeah i remember maybe last everybody year. can move like brender <laughs> jason does have the moves like brender not gonna lie i remember last year when they were doing the demo to power on all the uh weiss terminals and then they were about to open up the rack to show it was powering it i expected nick weaver to just be hiding in there <laughs> yeah, that was one that actually uh, myself and T Glasgow and um, and Rick Shear yeah. worked on. Which 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 to be quite honest, people asked us if that was real, and, and those were legitimately those all booted like off the PX, off the iOmega. So uh, that was really cool. Obviously, we opened up the Vmax rack, and inside it was an iOmega with a chatted bobblehead on it. Uh, it could have been we, Weaver was in the back working on all the screens that you saw coming up. So he was certainly involved as, as always. I think he is going to be premiering something at Chance World. I know his role at the office of the CTO. He's been working on something that Chad, of course, is gonna is gonna borrow for for the of show. Course. So I think you guys have something you know to look forward to there. And of course, check Chad's blog. He'll always be uh, 
dropping hints of what's to come. I'm sure he won't. He doesn't want us to steal his thunder. So uh, yeah. I think you know we'll keep an eye on that. Probably. I'm, I'm kind of curious if he's going to skydive in like he did last year. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, let's hit it. We're talking to a lot of people that might be going to EMC World for the first time. Let's get some words of wisdom from some serious veterans here. Jace, let's start with you. What What is your like one take home, if or a couple, if you've got them off the top of your head? Well, I'll be honest with you. I uh, uh, from an EMC World perspective, uh, last year was was my very first EMC World. Oh, I went as an employee. But, okay. But I've been to a lot of different conferences over the years, and in um, you know the seventeen years I've been doing IT work, um, you know, both from working for EMC and previously working for customers and. It's really important from a from a customer perspective to, you know, to see a lot of the see a lot of the equipment, see a lot of you know the products, what we have available, and and that type of thing. But but one of the biggest takeaways for me as a customer was the interaction I had with other customers that had the same challenges that I had, and you know, finding out what they were doing, how they were leveraging you know this piece of technology or that piece of technology, you know, whether it be you know, EMC equipment or whatever. I mean, it really didn't matter. Yeah. But, you know, some of, some of the, the connections that I made um, as a result of going to conferences, you know, just all over the U.S. Uh, and international as well. You know, these are these are people that, yeah, I only get to see them once a year, twice a year. I talk to them all the time on Twitter, emails, you know, that type of thing. But, uh, you know, just the interaction and the relationship building and and, you know, the back and forth when it comes to, you know, here's some of the challenges that I have. You know, what have you guys done to, you know, to, to mitigate some of the same situations or, or what did you do to be even more successful? That type of thing. That's, to me, that's the, the biggest value add from a, you know, from a, uh, you know, conference hound perspective, you know, if you will, you know, seeing all the people that you, you know, see on a, a very uh, infrequent <laughs> An- basis. Annual basis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and just, and again, you know, I mean, I mean, like there was a guy the other day who, on Twitter was having a problem and, and there you know, he's an EMC customer um, and and initially you know years ago I met him at a conference and you know we were friends we communicated offline you know all the time that type of thing and then you know hey now I work for EMC I saw I had a problem and I could very easily jump in and try to help him with the problem so it's you know it's not just um, you know casual interaction but it's you know it's relationship building and yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a way to to make your job easier as a customer. Hey, I know a guy that's that's doing this. Okay, let me right, ask right. him what he did. You know, and instead of you know going other routes to do it, it's just you know getting real opinions from other customers. Great, peer to peer. What about you, Dave? What's your what's your yeah? Take so, the, home? so this will be my fifth EMC World. Um, second as a two as a customer and third as an employee. So so I you know can relate to what Jace was saying about being a customer. It was an opportunity to get face to face with with a some of the executives, which which you didn't have an opportunity to do yeah, in the past, yeah. maybe. Yeah, that's fun. But the other thing that I really enjoyed was getting with the engineers. Yeah. So I used to use a product called ECC, uh, you know, Control Center, um, which has now kind of been changed into ProSphere. But I had questions. I went to a session and I actually talked to the guys that wrote the code that were the product managers of the product. And, and so really, it's about broadening those relationships. And if you're a customer, you you really you should beat us up as EMC, right? You should come and you should get your money out of us. I mean, let's be honest. You're, you know, we're, we're doing you, we're helping you out, right? But you're paying for our services. So mm-hmm. we should provide you with the best service that we can. And I think some of that is leveraging those relationships and, and being hard on us and telling us, hey, this, this product isn't doing what I thought it would do. Fix it. And this is really your opportunity to have guys from sim engineering, 
you know, the USD group, all the different groups are represented that you can go and say, I have a problem, you should fix it. And and a good example of that was, you know, like the, the VSA, right? The VMAX VSA was really born from VMworld. Customers said, we want more. And because of that, the project got budget and now it's taking off. So, so you, the customer's voice is really heard. A lot of us internally can say, I want money for this, that, and the other. Yeah. But when a string of 100 customers come up to an executive and say, I really want this, I think that makes a huge impact. So for me as an ex-customer, I felt like my voice was heard because I got to meet the people that were making the decisions and that typically don't get the opportunity to hear from customers in the field. Absolutely. So so Absolutely. that's really my take on it. And, and you know, I definitely encourage people to come beat me up for, for things that maybe they don't like about the VSA. And, and I, I know all the rest of us, in the, especially in the VLab, want that feedback from customers to make it a better experience for them. That's great. You just reminded me of a, a good experience from VMworld last year. Uh, got a an email coming back from a customer who was a VNXE customer who said there wasn't enough documentation around VMware integration with VNXE. And because of that conversation at VMworld, we got the budget again to get that a higher prioritization and a whole set of white papers came out on that theme. So customer input, especially at, through the conferences internal, yeah, a combination of what mm-hmm. Jason Dave said. It, it does produce results in a big company like EMC. We take that very seriously. But you're forgetting the most important aspect oh, of please. the conference. Sean, tell me what and, the most and important is. And this is the is. swag, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I love you. The, 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 the running joke here is if you don't go home with an iPad, you're not trying hard enough. Because the, everyone is giving one away everywhere, and they don't call me the king of swag for nothing. You Who know, calls you the king of swag? Himself. Because <laughs> it's definitely not you. It's, everyone knows it's Luigi. It's Luigi. Luigi. Luigi was. He looks like with five iPads last yeah. year. Yeah. It's like, like, yeah. He's like, I don't know why I keep learning. Yeah. <laughs> He's like an iPad magnet. There is a lot of money that goes into swag, right. as much as I don't want to support that perspective. Well, like but I was saying, <laughs> you know, if you're flying Southwest, don't forget. They give you two free check bags, so don't be afraid to fill up a second bag with anything that isn't bolted to the floor. I always come back with a lot of extra shirts for like mowing the yard, uh, you know. So it always I always come back with at least ten shirts. Yeah, so something to change the oil well, with. It's and, always good for that. One thing that I would always do is, uh, especially going to VMworld, um, what I would do when it comes to swag is, you know, I would get you know whether it be USB drives or you know, you know, neat little tools or trinkets or you know whatever yeah but what i would do is i would always because typically i was the only guy from the very small company that that i previously worked at what i would do is i would try to get enough i mean yeah i have to get my badge scanned five extra times at one booth or or whatnot to get enough of it but what i would do is i would i would try to pack additional stuff for the guys that i worked with for your peers i do the same thing i you know for the guys that work with so i mean you know if, if i cut yeah hey i come home with you know you know, 15 USB sticks. I mean, <laughs> but I probably only needed like one, one, you know, <laughs> but I would pass them around to the guys or, or a pin with a hidden USB in it or, yeah. you know, or, or, All that or, stuff. or a shirt. I mean, you know, I mean, I remember, yeah, I used to get, I used to get, uh, I'd go by the, the Citrix desk, you know, or the sure. Citrix booth all the time at VMworld and I'd grab Citrix stuff for the guy that I, you know, that I worked with that was the big Citrix guy. And I try to give it to yeah, him. Yeah, and that, that means a lot to them. Yeah, make, a, make yeah. your peers feel valued and like they're there. Even well, though. I, I, I didn't do it to make them feel anything other than I wanted to share some of the, cool. you know, I mean, hey, you're special. Here's a pin. You know, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't like that. It, it was, it was, you know. Hey, I'm thinking of you. And, and I'll be honest with you, the, the, the only way that, that, that I got to go the last two times as a customer to that, to that conference was... 
because I was blogging. I was live blogging, you know, keynotes and things like that, and 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 got got a press pass. You know, I was just fortunate enough to get a press pass, and Excellent. my company picked up the travel and the you know the accommodations. But you know, had that not happened, I wouldn't have gone. So yeah. the least I could do is bring back some you know cool little stuff for the guys I work with. Very cool. Yeah, and this is going to be my third EMC World. I got really lucky my first year at EMC and got to go to the one when I was in Boston. Um, and then I went out to Vegas last year. Um, the means will never be used again. And this year, uh, I'm going out there because I'm going to be presenting. I'm doing two technical sessions on VNX and VMware integration, which is pretty awesome. Uh, and then I'll be out there for the community team. Uh, and the the big takeaway, I always feel like I... I I work on the community team now from a developer background because community is key at these things. It means a lot to me to know that I'm excited to go to EMC World because all those Twitter handles I see day in and day out, those are real people and we have real connections. And when I get to EMC World, I'm going to feel like I'm home. I'm going to see a lot of them for the first time in almost a year. And we're going to go get a bite to eat and have great times laughing and go out for beers after and learn a lot of tech from each other. And it, it is a, a beautiful and brilliant experience that uh, has really made my career. Uh, I look forward to these events every time because I know the people that I care about will be there. Now, that's great feedback on what people should keep in mind when they go to EMC World this year. Um, quick closing notes. You want to plug yourself where people can find you and uh, follow up on what you do in this world, Jace? Uh, you can find me at, at uh, jacemccarty.com slash blog. Uh, blog, basically VMware, EMC, and a little bit of this, a little bit of that type tidbits. You can find me on Twitter, Jace McCarty, or at Jace McCarty. And uh, I'm, I'm on there all the time looking out for... Uh, <laughs> you're, you're looking, I'm, I'm to, looking for, for, to throw inappropriate puns throw out. Throw inappropriate puns out, yeah. exactly, exactly. Dave, where are you on these internets? I have a blog that has about five posts, but uh, I do post on there. <laughs> Is that um, like one per year? Yeah, well, the big one was the VMAX VSA, of course, which I actually put the lab guide and some, some deep dive content, and I plan on maybe doing a, a little another uh, post for, for this and kind of explain how we you know took the VSA and put it in vCloud Director in all of our environment, which I think oh, is nice. really interesting. So. Pretty nerdy. I, I hope to maybe do a post on that, so that might be number six. Um, <laughs> hey, so you can so the blogs of storageboy.com. That was a nickname I I got it when I got into doing storage in my early twenties. So I guess that kind of stuck. And then uh, on Twitter, of course, at, at @daverdfw. Uh, you can always find me on there pontificating about Lord knows what, depending on the day. You um, are you know, on fifth. That's fantastic. Exactly. So yeah, you know, thanks for uh, including me on this one, guys. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. Any closing thoughts from Sean before he plugs any more swag? So I'm going to be all over the place uh, during the show. Uh, I'm going to be in the Bloggers Lounge doing some live blogging. I'm definitely going to be over in the V-Labs trying to play with some stuff I don't get to see every day. Uh, I plan on going for a proven professional certification while I'm there. And I'm also going to be going around the various booths. So you'll find me everywhere. You can always just tweet me, at uh, S2Lean. And I can, uh, we can meet up. Which is S. Thulin, if you don't pronounce it correctly. And this is Matt Brender, your other host at MJ Brender on Twitter. Thank you for listening to I Tech Therefore I Tool Around. The post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it!